This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. And that's right, Damo. And before we get started today, remember FASD is 100% preventable. So abstain from alcohol if planning a pregnancy while pregnant and during breastfeeding. It's an important message from Drinkwise as we launch into this Series 8, Episode 32, my favourite number, 32, Damo. After a bit of a soft podcast last week, we'll be looking to bounce back today. Why is 32 your favourite number? Buddha Hockey? Buddha Hockey as a Geelong supporter. Yep. So Simple as that. 32. Yeah. It's always been my key number. Um, we we declared our uh, poor form last week. We did very late in the Lift. show, and it made me realise that a lot of people do listen to it right to the end because they agree with us. They agreed. They actually <laughs> said, "I'm glad you referenced it was a bad show because it was a bad show." So. It's now, on us now in the next 40 minutes to lift Hutchie, all right? The sounding board for I'm, not, I'm not sure whether we will, but we, uh, we'll plan to. The Sounding Board Fraternity have had a long link to airlines, and we'll get to the latest instalment of the armrest situation <laughs> that happened during the week, by the way, which I'll deal with very soon. But we must start with a big airline story of the week, Damo. Well, we haven't time-coded it yet either, Hutchie. It's, it's Monday mid-afternoon yep. on this particular week. You know, I think it's important to do that, just yep. in case something blows up that we don't address and people accuse us of uh, leaving alone for whatever reasons. Monday... 205-ish. And the, gov- and the federal government, who, it must be said, whichever way you lean in politics, have read the public sentiment a bit better than most in the last two or three years and have read the situation or smelt the breeze pretty well, are tone deaf or have been tone deaf on Qantas. Yes. The public have turned hard on Qantas. On blocking Qatar Ellen Joyce. And the, well, there's many things in the, uh, in, the, in the shambles that's become. The Chairman's Club... What started elevation for son of there where elbow son, which is going to be one of those footnotes. It's going to be hard to to, to shake. Then the expiring credits. So there was, oh. you know, half a billion dollars of expiring credits that they were seeking for you to cash in by December thirty one from your COVID cancellations and whatever else. And they've now reneged or they've retracted now, on that. They've now uh, hard pushed that deadline. Back. Yep. The valuation of those credits has come into into question. So if you were booking a flight for four and a half grand and and that's your credit you thought you had. Now you're looking at flights that you're about to book for four and a half and it moves to eight three or whatever it is online, as some said in the financial review today. And then, of course, we've got the Qatar airline situation where they blocked yeah. Qatar. We've now seen flight centre taken national out in newspapers, which should be in part industry funded, I'm sure, to try and support and great messaging that this is wrong and it's reversing and, and the heat is on in Parliament on the federal government, Damon. And you haven't even got to the, the, the other... the dollar profit. The other issue of uh, of flights being sold that actually weren't, weren't they in existence. Knew, they already knew it had been cancelled. Then you got yeah. the profit. Then you got the bonuses which had to be declared at the same There's time. There's only one way to deal with this now. There's only one way to deal with this. What? This way. On the sounding board, Spin City for Drinkwise. Remember, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. No, you can't make me be Alan Hachi, Joyce. Hachi, no, it's so complex. It's the only too... way out now is for you to be Alan Joyce no, in this particular get, conversation. Oh, I, I, I'm How? so annoyed at the situation, <laughs> like everybody. I think 87% of the public aren't believing the crazy they're selling, Are you... according to the Fin Review today. So... I don't, I don't think I could do this. My spies tell me you're about to jump on a flight overseas too. Are you flying said airline? I think so. <laughs> I might not get let on tomorrow. Well, let's give it a go. A quick this go is as what uh, Spin me. City. So, Mr. Joyce, as uh, CEO... They do profile you on the Qantas frequent flyer number. I might not get served tomorrow <laughs> back in the cabin. I, I want to touch on that holiday you're having too, because I think it is a holiday more than a it's work not trip. not a holiday at all. I think it's a holiday. Uh, Mr. Joyce... Yes, Damien. What do you say to those who now widely criticise you for taking 
more than $10 million in, in bonus shares as you are about to depart this airline, which you may have just about ridden into the ground on a public perception aspect? Well, first of all, I don't choose my compensation. It's a matter for the board of Qantas and the executive of Qantas, and that's a, a remuneration that they deem fit. And there were plenty of times when we were losing money during a very difficult pandemic where clearly these type of triggers weren't available to executives like myself. But let's leave that aside for a moment. We've endeavoured to honour every single credit of every customer that appeared or happened through a very unfortunate time. Our industry got afflicted and affected arguably as much as, if not any more. You probably received more government funding than, than any other business in the country. Well, it's very important to the Australian way of life that there's a national carrier. If there's no national carrier, we can't get people home. Business will be afflicted. We can't get people home to their families, to Christmas. And we had an unfortunate time where we had difficulty in staff, in wellness, in sickness. You we didn't want to make people work. You actually sacked most We didn't want to make people work when they were unhealthy or unwell. Or you couldn't. retrenched many others. So we understand people have been very patient with the airline while we've sought to get back to 100% capacity. We have also carried forward an enormous amount of credits. Now... There's no tech system that was ever built or ever contemplated that was going to carry $500 plus million of credit of airline passengers into a modern world. Equally, it's been three years, and we don't want future planes necessarily to be at capacity by people who are moving the economy forward while there's a whole legacy or backlog of unused credit. So we, at some point, Damien, in three to four years, felt like the right time was the right time to put a cap or an expire on that. Now, having said all that, We've listened to the feedback, as all service businesses do. We've taken on board the feedback from the public that they want longer time to use their credits. And we were quick to move on that because we do listen to our customers, we do care about our people, and we do care about our staff. How do you reconcile selling flights that weren't actually scheduled to fly at that point of sale? Well, there was a little bit of ambiguity and overlap in our computer systems, but we are a fast speed business which books tens of thousands of flights a minute. You've you've spun your way out again. And it's very difficult to keep step entirely with that. And when we've seen these things, we've issued credits quickly and we've moved responsibly. All right, let's end Spend City. How do you go from being the the once universally, at least in the context of Australia, loved airline to the one that is on the nose today? Yes, I think, well, they're in an awful spot Let's be honest. They they were during COVID. They and and Virgin and others and airlines around the world had a very bad time. So they, they've been trying to play catch up in the public markets. They've gone too far. Like the commitment to to customer service. The staff are wonderful, I should say. But I'd agree with that. But the way that it's structured does not allow for the commitment to customer service as it once did. It's not a great customer service experience no. anymore. No. And regulations gone mad. Every single airport's different in the, how you get on and off and how you get processed in the queues and their their flights are less available. But there's a lot, of, I'm sure there's a lot of things that contributed to it, but it's, it's not the same customer experience it used to be. And we're, we've got more demanding as customers, haven't we? Like, as a, as a, as a, um, as a people, what we want of people that supply services in 23 is far greater than what it was in 18 mm. or 19, and they've gone the other way. And then there's just some tone deaf stuff. Like, I, I get the... Blocking Qatar in conjunction with the government, the Labor Party have misread the room on that significantly, mm. haven't they? Like the sentiment on that, we need competition. Mm. 
Well, again, just it for is, those who haven't followed that issue, there was a, a request from Qatar and it had been approved to a certain level of authority that this would be um, approved and sent through officially. But it got blocked at the very late stage and Anthony Albanese was part of the block stage, we've been led to believe. And that would have ultimately allowed more flights in and out of Australia, obviously reducing costs on the flights well, that are available. It's anti-competitive what's happened. Yeah. and. Flights have never been more expensive. It is, in essence, a hidden tax on those that have the means to fund it. And I don't know how... And they're playing catch-up on their lost margin and EBITDA and, and each their own from a business sense. But it's we need competition. Yeah, I know it's the airline industry is brutal on making money. It's very tough. You've seen how you know Ansett went under. You've seen how tough Virgin have done it at times. You've seen smaller carriers. But we need fundamentally need competition. Yep. And I'd, we'd love to get to the stage where our country was as proud of Qantas as, say... There might be bearing views on this, by the way, but I feel in New Zealand there's a sentiment around Air New Zealand that's national carrier and loved. And didn't Qantas used to be that? Didn't yeah, you feel did. a sense of it did? Yeah. So has there been this a little bit of brand erosion? Do you think along the way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't travel anywhere near the amount of times I used to, which was never as much as you did anyway. And from what I've been told, actually, you are travelling as much as ever. And that people that's have been Australian people have been record. patient, like we. We're traveling on older airlines, and like they're all first world problems. But it's not a, it's not nearly the experience it once was. When uh, you take off this week, now my spies tell me you are heading to Vegas. Two days in Vegas, three days in broader uh, America in the financial markets, and then home early next week. So yeah, yep. So Vegas is is a place that you go to work, is it, Hutchie? Well, the Perth Wildcats have got a whole week um, series tournament there representing Australia in the. G League Ignite Series playing Wednesday and Saturday. Can't get there for Saturday, but I'll get there for the official welcome dinner and the first game on Wednesday night, and then I'll be out on Thursday to go and do some work. But two two days of uh, meetings with partners in now, Vegas in the meantime. Th- this trip also, it might just be purely coincidental, but it does coincide with week one NFL. I did, I did notice that. You did notice that, slipped, did you? I yeah. had slipped my radar, but... I know you well enough to know that you will somehow be finding yourself... At a very good bar. I'm assuming you'll be of major weight in New York by this uh, got a, Sunday coming up, New York time. I've got a packed, packed schedule, but I can promise you, yeah. between the hours of midday and 4 p.m. on Sunday US time, Damo, yeah. I am locking in for my first NFL Sunday. Can you send me a photo? I'm, I'm going to have withdrawal symptoms. I, missed, I always, you know, I think I've told this story before. I always judged each year on how many NFL Sundays I got to see in person. In the in the earlier years when there wasn't business pressure, there might have been five or six or seven or eight. Sometimes I might have been 10 or 12. Last year I went Sundayless. Did so you? This is my first one, and I uh, can't wait. Yeah, Just send me a photo. It's only a half day too. I'll be back on the tools by the time Melbourne opens around. Can you send me a photo? J- just to remind me of what it 100%. is like. Yeah. I'm You'll be, be complaining about the TVs, of course. No, not in, not um, in the place. If, if you go to the place I think you're going to go to, you'll be very happy. Just before we leave the uh, airline situation, so I had two trips to Perth and back in the last week, as I told you. So... Knocked the health around a little bit, back and forth, um, f- four days out of five. And because of my um, commentary on the armrest situation, ah, yes. I, as I get on planes these days, I get a lot of people look and <laughs> contemplate whether they have an armrest conversation with me or not. <laughs> I sense eyes when I... From time to time, just remind uh, people, and for those who may not have uh, heard you the first time, you you, you have uh, long had an armrest. uh, Firm beliefs on armrest. 
armrest protocol. Yeah. Uh, I've been not my first armrest rodeo, so I do believe it's subject to a veil situation. You've got to shop early and avoid the rush. Good communication. And your awareness of other people isn't, hasn't been a strong suit, Hutchie. But I've worked on it. <laughs> anyway, I sit down. So you hog the armrest is what we're trying to say. I sit down last week before the plane goes. It's a, my second time to Perth, so I'm feeling a bit confident and I've got the armrest situation sorted. I sit down. You want one C? Thereabouts. 2C, maybe. Upgraded using points, which, by the way, is the other thing that's hard to do these days. <laughs> use points. Don't get me started on that. It's really impossible. They're, they're, points are redundant. You need, to, you need to be a MacGyver to figure out how to use your frequent fly points. <laughs> you need to be have a science degree. You're going to get a PhD for seven years at the end of the say, Congratulations. Anyway, you're up the front of the plane. So what the reason I raise it is yep. you've got a wider armrest than the, the rest of the plane. Lovely gentleman next to me who says hello, and I sense he's on for a bit of a chat. And I'm my objective... What, what are those ones? My objective... To be fair, is often to avoid the said chat from there on because I go into. You're not work. a good small talker. I go into I go into work mode. No, you just go into ignore mode. Have, so Even put, with your best mates, you go into ignore mode. But yeah, keep going. So I bring laptop out before I sit down, which speaks to intent not to speak. Do you right? put your headphones on as well. So laptop comes out. I don't I don't put on the armrest because that's an overreach. I just put it down. Intent as not if to, to say I'm about to get into the work. Lovely guy, by the way. Headphones go in because that, that's the greatest intent not to speak of all. Time. Well, it is, but I'm more of a. So I put the laptop down. Anyway, they served the pre-drinks, which were waters and orange juices. Pre-drinks are served. Laptop, I get settled. And then just as we're about to take off, they take the drinks back. I reach over, put the laptop in the little case on the wall. I don't put it up because I want to be able to take it out before they call the light off. So I put it behind the wall. And as I do that, I ease back into my seat and my elbow clips the said orange juice. Oh, no. And Bang. <laughs> All over the said gentleman goes the orange juice. So I've just reversed oh. elbowed into the orange juice. It's just clipped at the sweet spot, you know, oh. when you just tip it over there. And, oh, I would be furious. And I've drowned this lovely guy, whose name is Neil, into uh, orange juice Armageddon. Oh, at the start of a four-hour flight across the so country. It's going to be sticky. <laughs> uh. To which point... Like, I'm mortified that I've done this. Like, I can't believe that the armrest of all things, my friend the armrest has brought me down. I've clipped the orange juice away. It's gone. It's got a good half of him. We've done the mop up and there's towels come from everywhere and there's people coming. Uh, there are people helping people. And I'm going, I'm really sorry. It's not ever happened before and all that. And then he's so, what a wonderful guy. Loveliest guy I've ever met. But as, as he finally comes up from the stickiness, he says... Well, I was going to leave you alone too, but since, since we've had the orange juice incident, let's have a chat about the footy, Damo. And I am in a powerless situation, yeah. but to engage for a good hour about... It was like an episode of you Footy. You gave him an hour? No, I mean, we had a good chat on the way. Yeah. There's lovely guy and uh, doing some cool business things in the West, but that was there you go. my orange juice. You got your right whack. Yep. Hey, uh, just as we do talk today, it's only been about two or three hours ago that officially the OFL has announced uh, KISS as yep. the uh, pre-match entertainment. Your thoughts? You're not going to tow the company line here, are you? Well, under, all under all circumstances, oh, I'm, I'm a kiss man from way back, Hatchie. You are um, not. He, they've played twice at the grand final footy show. I've shaken their hands. Yeah. It's a whole lot of their night. <laughs> no, again, I don't listen to kiss, but as far as acts go, it, there's it's all they can do, given, yeah, they, given, I, they, given they were were left at the altar, weren't they? When, um, Kylie. Was, was Crowded House oh, officially House yeah. asked and said no? Was so, that, it's a, a, it's a tough gig. To find an act. It's, B, it's a tough gig to get an act to pre- play on in daylight, isn't it? That's the bigger problem. B, I feel for them and trying to find someone to come and play and see they're going after Robbie Williams. Again? Not my cup of tea. Or to go back to back? 
no, they had to find someone to go after. Oh, sorry, after Rebel Buttes, yeah. But not my cup of tea. I don't love it, to okay. be fair. And I'm not sure the younger generation necessarily connected. Probably have no idea, will they, yeah, no. obviously? No. So I think it's a little bit... You got to do, or you can only do what you do. Yeah, but that's it's got a bit of a hint of meatloaf about it for mine. <laughs> no, I'm not uh, hintish of meatloaf. Um, and, and Mark Thompson back to present the cup or, or the medal, sorry, to the winning coach. Yeah, what do you think of that? I think it's great that he's back. I hope he's fine to yeah. do it. I'm assuming he's fine to do it. I'm imagining they would have had a chat to him and said, "Do you want to do it?" And he said, "Yes." So I think it's great. It's a lovely way to reconnect him with the game. It is. It? Yeah, yep. yeah, because he was lost to the game for a long time. Yep, and. I hope it's all going well. Yeah, me yeah. too. It'd be nice to see him. And Juddy, doing the uh, Norm Smith. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they reached commercial terms, did they? Oh, he would have. Uh, he'd, he'd, he'd arranged something, Juddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would. <laughs> hey, tell me, what was your view of John Farnham letting his song be used in The Voice campaign? I just, uh, I've got it down to chatty, Hutchie. My, my only point I wanted to make on this is, how do you get worked up over something like that? If you don't want to vote yes, and you yep. don't want the song aligned to it, you go and do what you do, but do you need to get worked up over it? Well, a lot of people are. Are you? Me? No. Now, actually, I thought about this long and hard. First of all, I watched the video, the longer form video. Yeah, I made sure I looked. Yeah. Like, it's quite stirring. Mm. I, I found it moving. Well, you haven't yet publicly said, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you to, it's a personal thing. I, I've, I'm on public no, record I I was, for, for, the, for, for our conversations yeah. here, Haji. I'm voting yes, okay? Yep. So, and I've said that for some time, and I'm not going to change, and that's what I'm going to do. But I don't expect you to publicly if you No, I will vote yes. Yep. I don't think it's... Perfect the plan, but I no, think it's it, not. But I think it's better. Yes, it's better than saying no. And in, I think it's, it's a step in the right direction. Mm. And you can't let, like, if you don't move ahead, you get stuck in the in, yep. in the same spot. So I'll, I'll vote yes. But I, I did. Uh, I thought about it long and hard. There's some beautiful images in there, and it stirs on all sorts of family connection. There's a little bit of Nicky Winmar and a bit of Jonathan Thurston, and a lot of people whose images and um, scenes have been allowed to be used. It's such a brilliant song. If I'm John Farnham, and you be- so if you believe in yes, as he clearly does, then what greater legacy can you leave your music to than that? Hmm. Like he's been through life-threatening illness, had the moment he's thinking about being on the right side of history, you know, leaving behind and hopefully with us for another twenty years, but leaving behind a leg- enormous legacy and a and, and to stand for something, and he's he's protected that song so he has tightly. He, he's rejected does, previous. Speaks volumes for what he believes. I do respect those that um, don't vote. I don't. I'm not uh, harsh or angry on anyone who's not voting yes. I don't believe it should be as angry a thing as it is. Mm. It seems to be very much angry sentiment. Yeah. Well, and, the politicians and, have made it that way, isn't it? Well, there's and the counter arguments. There's some. There's some validity in the counter arguments about the way that it's been explained to us about whether it's been well thought out, whether it's going to be effective enough. Like the, the John Howard arguments are not, you know, fair and reasonable. Along the way, your your party, um, you and Mini Me. I don't have a party, Hachi. I don't have a party. Um, you know the Mini Me's uh, camp. Uh, they're they're very much in the in the know, and they want to do a second vote. But I, I'm going to vote uh, vote along yes lines. Yep. Hey, I want to play you some audio of uh, someone who's on your radio station, Hachi, Nathan Buckley. The same yeah. to you. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't think it is actually, unless uh, you want to make it out to be. But this is Buck's uh, last week on um, Jared Waitley's program. Yeah, I think lately the media has not taken the whole last two years into account, acting like we've got a full squad and we're playing terribly. Great points and, and part of the reality and a very balanced view. You wouldn't make it in the media. 
Um, <laughs> well, oh, that's a bit cynical, <laughs> oh, Don't worry, mate. My <laughs> cynic meter has gone. It's 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 like it's beyond a hundred percent lately. <laughs> The cynic meter. Well, so, so why then is he on media? I just want to ask you this. Actually. Oh, here we go. No, why is he? So, so this is glass jaw. He's had a you. no, it's not. He's it's, had a go at the cynics, and you've gone. You've got the cynics together. No, he's had a go at media. He's had a go at media. So, yeah. so, so no, if you want to have a go at media, fine. But why is he taking a paycheck off your station and off Fox Footy and whatever else he's doing? What? He, so he's one of those retired players who doesn't like media but will take a check offered and, and oh, have his say on it. Well, Hutchie, I don't know how you could be happy as uh, the media muggle that you are with, with one of the paid people on your station talking down media. D- Jane, have you got the opener for me for the glass jaw? <laughs> Give it a good run, can you please? Give it everything. <laughs> Someone's had a go at us. This can't happen. Someone outside the tent's bagging us. This is not acceptable. <laughs> I'm happily uh, I'm accepting of you. it. I'm happily no, accepting mate. of it. Shocking glass jaw. Let's, let's have the conversation. I'll have the conversation. We often, we've talked about Nathan's approach to this since day dot when it was announced that he was going to join us. He is going to take a lens that's different to those of us who work more full-time in the media. And part of that will be an occasional observation of the cynicism within the media. It's very fair and reasonable commentary. I would argue... I thought it was... I, thought it was, I would argue he has himself created the greatest form of clickbait this season. When he drove the conversation about Adam Simpson not doing everything in, in Bucks's eyes to win that game against the Essendon. You, you fell in with him. You had the same view. I agree with him. But that wasn't driven by a media person. That was driven by a former coach. Yep. Who, who then put that, and that was the biggest clickbait I think headline we've had all year from anyone in the media, including Kane Corns. Yeah, but he's he's right what he says. He, he can actually be in the media and still have an observation of it. They're not mutually exclusive. I just think he's picking and choosing as he, no, you, as, as they you, often do. You don't you don't have to all of a sudden become the spokesman for the media association just because you've got. I'm a not job asking him to. No, well, no, but I don't know what he's doing. Well, he's entitled to say the media is cynical around West Coast. It is you around West Coast. Oh, the Ryan from Subiaco, the caller. Made a point about two years of um, no. I, th- I think R- Ryan's point was 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 made in, in a well argued way. It was quite a long call, and I, and I yeah. heard it live, so I listened to it, and then I, and I he, heard Bucks. No, but I think Bucks is was just a general crack at media. I don't think it was specific to the topic of West Coast. He said his cynic meter is at an all time high. Yeah, but I, I don't think I had nothing. I don't didn't take any of that answer to be directly related to West Coast. It was just me, media full me, stop. Me either. But he's if he thinks that there's cynics in the media, well, damn right there is. A lot of them. I, I put my hand up as being a cynic. Oh, you're the, I've, I've you're the said that. President, <laughs> founding member. But how Hutchie? He's now two you're years in. Cynical this. about his commentary on cynicism. That's how cynical you are. <laughs> he's he's two years into this he, media career. You've got this naive view that, and I don't know if it comes from your AFMA presidency or not. Whether the you are the president of the most toothless organisation in the country, the Australian Football. Media Association, but you've got this view that if you work in the media, you can't you can't be critical of it. No, that's not true. That is not true. I open. I, in fact, I I like the criticism. I I want the criticism. I'm not sure what point you're making. I've lost all semblance of your argument here, other than you've glass jawed your way through this. And the minute the word cynic got mentioned, you're like Popeye with uh, spinach. I, I did, well, hang on. You just lose all Clearly, your superpowers. I wasn't coming at this from a you perspective, but you felt that I am. You you are paying someone who. Doesn't really want to be part of media. He thinks he's he thinks he's detached and above I, it. I absolutely entirely disagree. He plays a very meaningful, worthwhile role in media. He do, he's he does a, a fantastic job on both platforms that he's on. He sees the world from his own view and he offers an opinion. What's wrong with that? 
Mm. Doesn't, it doesn't agree with you on this one. But he's taking money out of media I, I think and he thinks most, he's above it. That's the most ridiculous argument of all time. It makes no sense. It's, it's, it makes about as much sense as your Hawthorne tanking argument. Oh, please. It makes no sense. It's the second dumbest thing you've said this year. All right. Now, now we're going to have this conversation that we didn't have last, last week where, where you, you went down the path of, of saying that Adam Simpson sabotaged the West Coast situation after two weeks earlier accusing him of tanking. Didn't say that. What did you say then? <laughs> we're coming back two weeks again, are we? Two weeks. We've had this conversation. We had it in the question time last we week. We had it last you week. Know, yeah. Series eight, and, and episode just, 32. And just on Hawthorne, Hawthorne finished 16th, yeah. two matches behind 15th, yeah. and the two teams beneath them were, were West Coast and North Melbourne. Yeah. 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 I think I think, I think my I think argument already, about where that is. We've already, already won that argument pretty well. I don't need to back over it again. It's about it. You, you're going about as well in an argument as Alan Joyce is in his uh, public appeal on uh, on the credits. Well, did, did, were you were you uh, argued for the Perth Wildcats to tank, given that you felt it was silly for Adam uh, Simpson? No, not to? because no. there is no draft in the NBL demo. I'm sure you'd be across. What about your netball team? Do you no, argue for that, that they should throw matches? If, no, uh, because no. there's no draft either. Demo but, and netball, as I'm sure you'd be across. But it's okay for Adam Simpson. To, to be accused of tanking one week and then and then accused of sabotaging when he wins two weeks later? No, because you don't understand the fundamental argument of uh, game management. You've proven that over the last few weeks. Don't and we're going back over old ground. What, what, hey, what, what don't I understand? Oh, don't know. We've had this... We had this or I'll play you the highlights of what I said last week, the week before, and the week before that. Let's have a throw to it now, Jane. We're the best off, shall we? <laughs> doesn't make any sense to back over it again, don't we? What happened with Willie Anderson on the weekend, by the way? We had him on on uh, Saturday Triple M. And we made it quite open that we had pre-recorded the uh, the Saturday show, and his brief was. Is to... he getting into our wheelhouse here? Did he attack us? Um, Am I tangled up in this? I, I reckon it's just on me. I think it was just is, is on it, me. Does he ever go at the sounding board as well on the way through here? Oh, he did. Yeah, no, he did. Don't no, lose he dish. did. Yeah, Don't lose dish for Cobram Estate. Yes, the good oil has come back. And he had a yeah. In fact, he had a good play on words on sounding board. Well, let's have a listen. He, he to... said I was sounding bored on it. <laughs> Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Damo, we'll run through you very quickly because they call you the number one newsbreaker in the game and nothing has ever been more accurate than that statement. I looked up how many stories you broke this year. The number was one. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you've been generous too, Will. <laughs> Broken more eggs doing Damo's dish than stories. <laughs> Which brings us, well, let's talk about Hutchie, to Damo's cooking show. Oh, Reheated. Yes, he does it anyway. Yes, like this. And sponsored by Cobram Estate. <laughs> oh, he doesn't miss anything, Jim. He does not. In know. the words of Lordo, Damo, you got that one wrong too. <laughs> uh, proves there's nothing Hutchie can't sell. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people think it's weird that Damo's doing a cooking show sponsored by Cobram Estate, but it makes sense to me because Damo's nickname at high school was Extra Virgin. So. <laughs> Bang! Bang! Yeah. <laughs> is that true? But, Damo, if you are going to do it, sound like you want to do it. I know this is a spin-off of the sounding board, but you're sounding bored. <laughs> uh, <there's> only, <laughs> you are only a few weeks away from serving Hutchie a mushroom beef wellington. <laughs> so, it's causing bit me early, grief. A bit early for mushroom jokes, isn't it? Not with you, Will Anderson. Yeah. No. Actually, it is, actually, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, he took us all apart. He uh, he went in order, Bill, me, Bernie, and the he gave Jimmy yep. a good spray too. Yeah, and, and what do you mean it's caused grief? Oh, the the cooking segment, the cooking segment. Bernie doesn't understand cooking, doesn't understand anything. So it's getting a lot of 
double up. It's cutting through promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cutting through. <laughs> it's getting through. So for Cobram Estate, it's been a huge response <laughs> yeah. to Cobram Estate. And I've been told I can take home one big bottle and one small bottle. I think Mini Me rang in and asked for some to be sent to him. Mini Damo. Why would he ring in? Well, Mini Damo wanted some. Why would he ring he in? He didn't want to declare it on the parliamentary register, so he asked if he could <laughs> access it via you. Why would he need to be in this conversation? I just I, just, I saw him on the weekend, actually. Did didn't once talk shop. Oh, here did, we did go. Did not once talk shop. How was Peter Credlin? <laughs> I caught up with, uh, yeah, him, Adrian, and my other brother, Julian. Yeah. yeah. Did he have, like, the, the, did he have Peter Dutton with him? No, Peter Crillon, we, we Tony honestly, geez, we talk some, you know what, but we yep. we did not talk shop. We never do. <laughs> I'd love to get yeah. Mini Demo on at some stage on the on the sound. I don't think he's got any interest. I, I don't think he. I think he's had a a few goes at listing. It's not his go. Not his cup of tea. No, I don't think it is. No. It's probably fair to say it's not a lot of people's at the moment. So, yeah. um, um, big change in Melbourne radio. What did you make of the yeah, changes? Yeah, there is, isn't there? I mean, this is iconic stuff that's going on, isn't it? I mean, I mean, Neil Mitchell has just been the the voice in many people's eyes, the voice or is, yep. of Melbourne, hasn't he, for, for so long. And the fact that he is now no longer going to be doing that 3AW slot from 8.30 to midday. You're a, you're a listener, aren't you? I, I am if I'm in the car. Yeah, I, I do. I don't, it's not appointment listening, but I find it very easy. And, and again, I'm only going to give it five, ten minutes at a time, but it's comforting to me. And, and I'm sure it's more comforting to a lot of people who would just have the, I mean, my mum, for instance, just has 3AW locked on the whole time. And, and that's what a lot of people do, don't they? But yeah, so... It, how, how old your mum, may I ask? My mum is 70, I should know the exact yep. age, something. <laughs> yep, in the, in the uh, demo. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But, I mean... Tom Elliott, the choice, what do you think? Well, again, it's... I listened to Tom at times too, who's been doing the, the uh, afternoon shift. Jackie Felgate's going to take over that afternoon yep. shift now. Massive changes. And Tony Moclair in the afternoons. He's doing that one, is he? Goes from midday, from midnight to midday. It's a fair shift change, isn't it? It's a fair lifestyle change. I don't, okay. know, I don't know how anyone does the midnight to dawn one. I think it's. I mean, look, we um, we are in, on an alternate platform, so it would be remiss of me to get too deep into it. And we we very fortunate to have Jared at nine o'clock, dominating the airways for us. But I think Tom Elliott makes sense at eight thirty. I think that's the right move. He's got a good affinity with the audience. He's interesting and interested. Um, it'll be hard for him to replicate Neil's success. I used to do a segment on Neil Mitchell when I was at 3W, just a story Did insert you? for a while. Yeah, every every Monday morning. And when I got, uh, and with Brass, by the way, you for a while. You were on 3W. Two, maybe two years with Neil, one year with Brass, and the second year on my own. And when I got the flick. For, uh, just for one segment? For yeah, a segment a week. Yeah. Yep. We're talking footy on a Monday morning. When I got the flick, I got a beautiful. Um, the flick from? AW. <laughs> Oh, from the dial, David. That, that was a big, uh, when a I, big period one. Yeah, when I got uh, sacked in the middle of the year, I got a lovely handwritten letter from Neil, which I kept. Oh, really? For many years uh, on my wall at work. It was a re. It was a, you know, it was one of those um, lovely sentimental notes when you things are going wrong that you think can turn things around. And so anyway, so it was uh, he he and I, he uh, has been the king of morning radio. So congratulations. I thought uh, TJ was unlucky, so I would have had him. Tony Jones doing afternoons. Right. If he could fit it into the news. I can only assume that they offered him midday and he was unavailable because of the news because I think he would have been, for me, the right choice at midday. And I think Jackie Felgate in the drive is a good choice. So okay. that would be my view. Yep. And then Virginia Trioli, who I never really got to listen to, is another iconic Melbourneian leaving her shift as well. So it's all happening. What's happening in that space? Is 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 Are we in now this... this period where 
the traditional older voices, the ones we've known our whole lives, are we now in this state of change? Is, is this it? Well, I think there's been so many elites, once in a generation broadcasters have been around a very long time who've got to the end at the one time, right? So that, and a lot of them are at nine radio. So, yep. And then it's very hard to transition, very hard to transition. And the, uh, Tom Malone, who runs nine radio, has done a great job of doing that, but it's very hard to do. Yep. I read during the week, Hachi, it came via the uh, AFL media distribution on, on email. Uh, the Giants are pleased to award former AFL CEO Andrew Demetrio life membership of the club for his significant contribution to building the yes. Giants. What did you make of that? I thought it was a – well, it, it was cheeky timing, by the way, but I, I thought it was a fantastic uh, reward for Andrew because he was and he's – a great supporter of theirs. He would, he had the vision to put the team in the West. He worked very hard in the early years. I would argue he's probably among their three most influential figures in the early work done. They do, rightly or wrongly, feel like they haven't been had the full support from the administration in the same. Oh, so you reckon there's a little pointed message there? So I don't know whether the timing. Was, I didn't even read that into it. Was ideal, but I think early start of next year would have been. I'm not massive better. on on paid officials getting. Life membership of organisations. Well, they they are the owner, right? For one, yeah, they've been the owner of the license. He's the reason it got established. He built it, funded it. Well, and well, well hang on, he didn't build it. He didn't fund it. His, he, he made the decision to put yeah, it in there. There's not one cent of his own money going into his, it. His leadership um, decided to do it, created the team, and helped seed fund it. And then the new administration has funded it since, and he has kept a real interest in it. Like he's still got great relationships with that. That team, and so I, I think he's, and I think he's a great contributor to footy. I saw him the other day at the at school footy where he was involved, so I'm I'm happy for him personally. Mm. What do you think? You don't like it? Oh, I didn't think it. Your cynic it's meter a, up on this? Yeah, well, it is. Your it is up cynic on it. meter. Well, I mean, he's a he was AFL CEO. He made a decision to put a club in, and yep. and now that club is deciding to recognise him with a life member, which traditionally goes to people who. Work for the club, yeah, but how and, many... and, and represent the club and help the club be successful. How many? I don't know how much he would have done apart from putting him in and getting a few people in there. Oh, Damo, he's been a huge contributor to that footy club, but they haven't had that many people in their history that they can reward like this. So I think it's fair and reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bigger issues, but I'm not. Uh... Hey, the PR payoff. We, the audience are all over this, so they spotted one listener, Dave Jones, spotted this. Uh, this was on the Channel 9 News. Uh, let's have a little bit of a listen to their story on the Melbourne Footy Club and then see if you can just catch the PR payoff demo. It's subtle <laughs> at the end of the story. Yeah, expect me to start down back, I would have thought. And Pepper Jack will be back on the menu if this hungry pie gets the last laugh. <laughs> I think it's only six All-Australians and one premiership that separate us, but um, we'll see if we can change that in a month. Joshua Dorn, 9 News. <laughs> so Jeremy Howe and Max Corner on the Pepper Jack train demo. They've been doing the PR rounds for Pepper for the wine. I miss and- that. And at the end, they said to find a way to pay it off. And so, well, what'll be on the menu? <laughs> there you go. And that was, I think, the same rounds where Jeremy had got himself into trouble. Not trouble, but where he was candid on Brody Grundy's future. They were strong quotes, weren't they? I did read those yeah. comments today. And then I think Braden Maynard said something yeah. relatively similar. <laughs> who, who, he doesn't care about anything, yeah. bras, But yeah, they, they yep. were strong. So they subtle, were... but well done to, to those that... Uh, 
picked up on that on the news. Lachlan Murdoch's paid crikey 1.3 million legal cost. Do you feel vindicated? <laughs> we discussed that. Well, that wasn't anywhere near the amount of money that they ended up paying to that US uh, outlet, was it? That was, was that? 700 plus million. Oh, that was nearly a billion, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, let's head to question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. We'll just keep it a really simple one this week. It's uh, sent in by Holic Clothing on Twitter or X with the NFL kicking off this week. A reminder of what teams you two follow and how close you normally watch it. You go first. Well, you know my uh, my love of the uh, the Raiders, Hutchie, from way back. Um, my good friend, James, got me into the Browns as well. He um, said, Turtle, we're going to the doghouse, Turtle. What we're I flying have, tonight. And the, he went, you're no, on the plane. The doghouse, actually, D-A-W-G house. You supported house. him and he flew all the way to Cleveland just to carry his bags into the game. I'll never forget that. Yeah, and the, we watched them uh, win 6-3. Six, six, three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Lose. No, uh, no, they won, I think. Well, they, I think it was two field goals to one. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to be oh, – what I have learned over, over my uh, journey of supporting the uh, NFL – I'm more player-driven than team-driven, and I, I like it that way because you can sort of uh, have a lot of interest in a lot of games. Um, I'm obsessed this year with what Aaron Rodgers is going to do yep. with the, the Jets, and, and I haven't traditionally liked Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be much watch. Oh. Uh, Hard Knocks up to episode five. Have you seen any of that yet? No, nah, I haven't. Yeah. And I've, I think I've got to watch. I've got to watch quarterback first. Yep. Then I want to watch that, Hard Knocks, and then I want to watch the Johnny Manziel. Oh, yes, told. Johnny Football. Very good. Have you seen that? I watched it on Friday night, yeah. And is it worth it? Yeah, very good. Yeah, okay. So the, I've got a lot of viewing when to I do once the, the footy season completes. rolling at the time, so yeah. it was nice to reconnect with Well, he period. played for the Browns, or tried to play he for did. the Browns. <laughs> he famously went to Vegas the day before a game mm. and slept in, didn't get make it back, and yeah, yeah mess. And then he rolled a car, I think, didn't he? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The uh, Yours? So I'm... You're well, a Jets. I'm a disingenuous NFL fan, because I started as a Jets fan, and hardcore Jet fan, and then got disenfranchised with the club and its decisions. Yep. For a period, swung over to the Giants to coincide with the two. You swung over to the Giants. Well, the, th- the thing I found living in New York was they never play at the same time and they don't play in the same conference. They play each other what once every four years? Is it? I don't know. I'd, yeah, probably. So the Jets game be one and the Giants at four or vice versa or the Sunday or the Sun- Gi- Giants are off in the Sunday night game at seven thirty. So I found myself barracking for both. Then got a bit more interested in the Giants during that era. I went to both their Super Bowl wins and carried on like a peanut. <laughs> and then more recently, I've, I've developed an affinity for the Cowboys. Which is again the Giants competitor, so it's yeah. very disingenuous. So I'm bad, but this season I can't have the Cowboys. I'll be back on the Jets. Large, I've jumped right back on the bandwagon there, and Rogers there, and I'm fascinated by what happens, and I'll be keeping a close eye on the other two teams. I jumped on the Rams there for a while too when they were winning. Oh, you did? That's well, right. the LA Rams. Yeah. yeah, I love the coach. He was yeah. 28, wasn't he, or 29? Yeah, it was. McVay, yep. when he first got appointed. And you watch it on NFL Game Pass? or uh, I don't. I have bought that in the past, but you can watch enough of it without needing it. Although I might get it this year. I might get it back this year. It's, it's as good a it's as good an app as you've, as you've got, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Brilliant. But the problem is I don't though, just to get back to Holy Clothing, I don't have the ability, Hachi, and this is uh, why I'm wired stupidly, to, to relax and watch it and soak it up until the AFL season's finished. So I'm going to miss the first five, six weeks as always You do. take about three, four weeks to get yeah, it. Yeah, I did. Uh, good story by the Masai, by the way. On, I think it was the Masai had the story on Brody Grundy meeting with Ken, Ken Hinckley. It was a good story. Well done. Masai turned 30. He did? Yes. I saw a lot of our alumni were invited. I saw yep. I wasn't to the festivities. I was wondering where you were. Were you there? I was there. <laughs> was it an actual party? It was 
a drink. Yeah. 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 How many? How many got invited? I was excluded from the invitation. There's, um, you know? there's a queue around the corner. <laughs> I didn't get invited. Well, I got invited to this one. Yeah. Remember, we looked after him. I only took him from an intern and turned him into a superstar. But I guess that doesn't get you invited. And then we felt we'd uh, shaped his life even when he was twenty-one. And then yeah. we both we both didn't get invited to his twenty-first. That's right. But yeah. but at least I've got a Guernsey at his thirtieth. He made a comeback. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm still in the outer. All right. That was the sounding board for drink wise. If you're choosing to drink, <laughs> choose to drink wise. And remember, FASD is one hundred percent preventable. So abstain from alcohol if planning a pregnancy, while pregnant, and during breastfeeding. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.